clothes on and get ready for an amazing new episode. What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of White Coats Podcast. Today, on the day that we are filming this, it's Friday and it's nighttime. This is, I think, our only podcast that we filmed at night, you know, but it's kind of, as Arielle would say, kind of vibey. It is vibey. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, it's just chill. Today, we're going to be recapping our season five. And I don't even know if we've done a recap before, but we're just going to talk about all the different things that we talked about in these past six episodes, including diets, macros, calories, exercise, mental health, and natural remedies. That's a lot of stuff. So we wanted to recap, talk about our favorite and least favorite, the not so good treatments, the best treatments, because, you know, this season is all about good or bad. So we want to talk about which ones were good and bad. Exactly. So why don't we first start off talking about macros? I believe this was our first episode in season five. We talked about Mm -hmm. carbs, fat, protein, and alcohol, which we learned was technically a macronutrient. Um, Yeah. Not one of the the OG three because you don't need it in your body. But that is correct. Ariel, what's your what? Okay, weird question, but. What's your favorite macronutrient? Like, what's your favorite type of food to eat? Well, <laughs> that's a tricky one. I know. My taste buds favorite, I would definitely say, is a carb. Mm-hmm. Just because you got the whole package. I mean, you got the sugars. You got the, yeah. you know. Action-packed. Pizzas and pastas. That, exactly. Yeah. You got it all in one. So my taste buds like that one the most, I would say. But honestly, I like protein. Yeah, protein's good for muscles. Right? We talked about a lot. Muscles. Yeah. Amino acids. That's what we talked about. Acids. And it helps your body grow, repair, build tissues. Four calories per gram, so it's on the lower side. It helps you feel full. There's so many good benefits to protein. It's, it's the perfect package. That's exactly. just the perfect way to put it. That's, that's all exactly. I gotta say. So I would say... What about you? Okay. Yeah. I would say... So I would say my favorite is fat, and that's because I have a lot of different kinds, but not the trans fat, not the saturated fats that we talked about that were not good, that were bad, that clog up your arteries. Yeah. No, I'm talking the plant-based unsaturated fats. I'm talking like olive oil, seeds, nuts, Yummy. everything like that. I feel like if you add olive oil to any like cooked vegetables, sauteed anything, it makes it taste so much better. You get in some micronutrients, some nice vitamins. I also love tahini put as some you know some dressing and nuts of course I love I love nuts um who doesn't love some nuts I know right there are these truffle nuts that I have what they're truffle almonds I think they're it's my favorite oh my god I think I know what you're talking about but can you send me a picture and I'll go buy them (laughs) sure (laughs) and and they're so good and it's healthy and it's plant-based and it's rich in uh in all these different nutrients that you need to survive and to stay full. And also unsaturated fats help reduce the risk of heart disease by reducing cholesterol, reduce inflammation, 
um, all different kinds of things like that. And so I just feel like all the good stuff, all the good stuff. So, um, those kinds of fats are really just that, that has to be my favorite. So now that we're on the topic of, of, you know, dieting nutrition, why don't we get into calories briefly? Mm, Talk about what calories are calories good for you? Well, of course they're good for you because you need to have them in your body. But is it good to keep track? Do we need to keep track? Why don't we get into that? PSA. Okay. Everybody must consume calories. It's <laughs> yeah. healthy. It's good for you. You gotta. It, it'll it. keep you alive. Please consume oh, some yeah. calories every I mean, single day. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a few here and there will, will kind of keep you alive. No biggie. No biggie. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, but no, definitely calories are important. I mean, you don't want to have too little for sure. You also want to watch and make sure you're not having too, too much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you know you're having a healthy amount, you don't need to keep track to the T. We kind of discussed this in our other episodes mm-hmm. of how it could kind of affect with you mentally. You don't want to get too, too deep into it where it's really affecting your mental health because that's also not good. But, um, you know, the basic kind of principle of if you consume less calories than you're burning, you know, you're going to lose weight. That's kind of the basic principle. Now, your body is always and constantly burning calories. Even when you're sleeping, you're burning calories. During the day when you're sedentary, you're burning calories. So you're always burning calories. It's not just when you're being active or when you're working out. So that's always important to keep in mind. And let me just say, Um, if any of you guys have an Apple Watch or a Fitbit, the amount of calories that they tell you you burn every single day is not accurate. That's the amount yeah. of active calories that you burn every day by by walking around, by working out, whatever. But you burn a lot of passive calories. You probably burn over a thousand calories a day passively. So so yeah. on your Apple Watch, when it says you burn two hundred calories that day, and you ate two thousand, you're not gonna gain a bunch of weight because you're passively you're passively burning calories just by living, just by your bodily functions doing what they need to do yeah you're you're always constantly burning calories and i don't want to say the the wrong number so i'm not going to but i know you burn a large amount of calories in your sleep and that's also why sleep is really important not only for your brain but you know your 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 body is resting but your brain is kind of like still being fueled from you know calories and you're constantly constantly burning like what you said passively so that's true. Don't be too, too focused on, oh my God, my Apple Watch only says I burnt, you know, yeah. 300 calories today and I have 2,000, 2, you know, that's this amount of difference. Right. What do I do? You know, and stressing and stressing and kind of going down a rabbit hole because that's also mm-hmm. not good. But it is important to know, you know, around how much you should be consuming, but it does greatly vary for each person and even when you get into your you know your gender your um your physical activity levels your age even within the most specific you still may vary from your friend that may have the same exact you know maybe in the same exact category just because everybody is different everybody burns differently everyone has a different metabolic rate everyone has you know consumes different amounts of food different there's so many factors genetics so many things that come into play where it's not just you know well they're the same age same height 
you know, same physical activity, we should be burning the same amount of calories and we should be consuming the same amount of calories. That's wrong. You know, everyone is different and there's not, you know, you don't want to try to fit yourself into a box. I totally say, agree. You know, I need to fit this, fit this description, yeah. fit this number. <laughs> and that's, that's my exact criticism. That's why I say, please don't count your calories is, yeah. is calorie counting is very so greatly i've heard weird numbers where people tell you multiply your body weight by 12 and that's how many calories you should be eating where are you getting that number from why how why 12 it varies like every single person same thing with your apple watch okay so your apple watch does keep track of your you know your heart rate and so therefore you think it's an accurate calorie count that you're burning, but it does not account for your metabolism. That whole um, that whole calorie burning thing on like Apple Watches and Fitbits, they're off. Could be off by yeah. hundreds of calories. Plus you're burning so much more than it actually says because it only gives active calories. So there's so many variables. Same with BMI. It's, it's ridiculous how... Oh, yeah how like people came up with these systems that are so just people don't conform to these systems and that creates unreasonable standards that people can't live up to and I think it's just a huge mental health risk I mean I I don't really know of anybody I've never heard of anybody counting calories like and it not becoming an addiction it not becoming a compulsion, it not becoming an eating disorder. And the scary thing about calories and calorie counting apps is you're literally counting it down to the singular calorie. And that oh, yeah. that's just crazy. And if you're one calorie yeah. off on your app, you go inside and make sure that number is fixed because you don't want it to say one extra calorie. Exactly. Or you don't want it to, you know, say one less when you actually add more and you're just so to the T. I mean, if there were quarter calories and half calories, people would be inputting that in. And that's just how much it affects with you. And it makes sense. I mean, when you're so focused on something and you're so determined and you're keeping track of it in such a way that, you know, people correlate calorie counting to weight loss. Mm -hmm. That's just the mass correlate. That's how people correlate it to. When there's so many different neurological, environmental factors that it's not just calories in, calories out. And yeah. I don't know, it it worries, it always worries me anytime I hear anybody's counting calories because automatically yeah. you're sort of asking to criticize yourself because because yeah. a part of you is like, oh, well, I could always go lower if you're, you know, if your goal is to lose weight or if your goal is to gain weight, like, oh, I could always go higher. And you're just asking yourself to criticize the same way, same thing with like stepping on a scale. I, I don't understand why that's become a thing um the outside of the outside of your doctor's office because as soon as you step on a scale whatever that number is you're going to be disappointed because yeah. because if if you stayed the same oh man I didn't lose or gain weight if you go lower you're going to be like not low enough if you go higher not like why am I going higher it's and even and even to the contrary, if you're trying to build muscle and you're like, well, it didn't go up high enough. Exactly. Or I'm that's still I'm the same weight. It, it goes both ways. And that's like the part that's really, you know, people want to kind of, they need the validation from the number they see. Yeah. But it's, 
It shouldn't be about the number. Yeah. It should be about how you look and how you feel. 100%. And if you see yourself in the mirror and you love your body and you think, you know, I look great, I look amazing, who cares what the number is? Exactly. Because the number doesn't matter. It's how you feel in your own body and how, you know, you feel and how you think you look. Exactly. And that's the two most important things. And and that's what I tell people. And that's why I say, please don't count your macros, your calories, um, you don't need to weigh yourself. And so someone would be like, well, then what am I supposed to do? If you want to gain or lose weight, look in the mirror, right? Like you can see the progress you're making. You can tell if you're looking in the mirror, if you're gaining muscle or if you're losing fat or whatever your goals are, you can see that. People are so used to seeing their body every single day. You notice when it's changing. And then the second exactly. thing of just that. Just like when you notice, just like when, sorry to interrupt you, but okay. just like when you notice, oh, you know, I have a little too much fat here. My arms are too big. My thighs are too big. My stomach is just expanding. Just like you notice those things, you're going to notice when they go down. And you're like, wow, okay, like give yourself some credit. Like, okay, exactly. good job. Like, I see yeah. you. Like, give yourself that credit. You know, yeah. don't let the scale give you credit. Don't let the number give you and, credit. And that's exactly self give it you. That's exactly the concern. Is there's no credit once you become obsessed with the number on the scale or the number of calories, carbs, fat, and protein. Is because you feel like, oh, I could always go lower. Or with macros, oh, I could always switch up the ratio to keep this going. Whereas if you just use your intuition, and this is what I would say. So I say with the whole weight thing and weighing yourself, just look in the mirror. You can tell when there's a change for the for better or for worse. With, when it comes to calorie counting and macros and stuff, just see how you feel on the inside, right? At the end of every meal, at the end of every meal, you just say, am I full or not? At the end of the day, are you going to bed starving? Or are you going to bed feeling satiated? Or are you going to bed mm-hmm. with like a bloated stomach because you're so full? And right. like, that's why I think it's so unfair for for random numbers that one scientist came up with hundreds of years ago to dictate how you're going to feel for your entire life. It's horrible. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's our opinion on nutrition and stuff and just a transition. We should talk diets. We talked about the ketogenic diet, vegan, mm-hmm. vegetarian, pescatarian, paleo, Whole30, which was an interesting one. We talked about intermittent fasting, Mediterranean, and that's pretty much it. Those are all the ones we we talked about. We talked about about a lot of different diets. Yeah, we did. Even some ones that people probably haven't heard of. Um, My go-to thing with diets is um, it's just, you know, and same thing with with macros, anything as it relates to food. The best diet that you're going to go on, the best exercise regimen you're going to go on is the one that you're going to follow the one that's sustainable that you feel comfortable with agreed and um i just want to jump in and add that you know just like we're talking about not fitting not kind of trying to squeeze yourself into this box Mm -hmm. of you know calories that you need to consume or how much what number the scale is supposed to say i kind of think it's the same thing now that we're talking about it, you can kind of apply this to diets as well. Well, you know, let's say I'm following the vegan diet and I have, 
one bite of a cake that has... Some egg in it or something. Egg in it. Well, now you broke your diet. And now you feel guilty that you broke your diet. uh, And now you have to start all over when you're on X amount of days. And now you're just kind of feeling bad that you broke it. You're trying to fit yourself into this box of being vegan. And now, you know, again, you get that kind of negative mental effect. Where my thing, my take on diet is, I don't think, look what you said. The best diet is the one you're going to follow, the one that you're going to, you know, mm-hmm. keep, you know, keep going and is most sustainable for you. Yeah. I don't think that it, I don't tell myself, I must follow this diet or I must eat this or I can't eat that. Or this food is bad for me. Right. Like you always say, you hate mm-hmm. saying that foods are good or bad because yeah. there's no good, there's no bad. Yeah. Even know? even yeah. though that's what our season is called, but it doesn't apply to food. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Thanks for catching me there. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um, yeah. Now you get the joke. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very delayed <laughs> reaction. It was. Uh, it took me a sec. Yeah. But. But no, it, it's really important to, to not try to fit yourself into one yeah. little category, one little thing. You know, let yourself be free. If you want to have a little bite, have a little bite. Yeah. You know, don't restrict. And restricting is also another thing that can really affect with you mentally because you're staring at it, you really, really want it, and you're telling yourself, no, I can't have it. Well, what do you think is going to happen the next time? And exactly. I tell myself, don't do this. And I find myself, you know, going through this Doing process it. again. Yeah. Uh, no, I should have a piece of that. I should have a piece of that. I don't have a piece of that. I feel good. You know what? At, well, at first it's hard and then I feel good. Okay, yeah, I, I was able to be strong and I said no. Well, the next time, I don't want a piece. I want the whole damn thing. I want mm-hmm. the whole thing times three because you restrict so much that the next time you splurge. But in reality when you have a balanced diet and you allow yourself to have a little just have one piece you're never gonna splurge and have a million you know and i tell myself this all the time but i i'm it's it's obviously easier said than done but you know it's it 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 is really really important and you don't really think how you don't really realize how important it is in the moment but when you look back at least for myself i can see you know what if i just had one bite i wouldn't even be craving it anymore i just want the taste i don't need to eat the whole thing but you know restricting and kind of depriving yourself of what you really really want is just going to make you want it even more exactly you know not in food and everything and so you know that's that that has a big big you know, connection here when we're talking about dieting, we're talking about food, we're talking about nutrition, exercise, all these things, and we're talking about good or bad, you know, a big theme that I see is is moderation. And you exactly. can have, it, I, that's kind of what I've noticed throughout the whole season is everything is good in moderation. You don't want to have too, 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 too much, or you don't want to have too, too, too little. Yeah. You know, you want to have, find that good balance and that balance it should be right for you. And again, what what's what's a good balance for you may not be a good balance for somebody else. Everyone is different and kind of can tailor their own balance to themselves and, you know, so on and so forth. 
I 100% agree. I think it's it's kind of ironic that this season is called good or bad. And really the message <laughs> is that nothing is 100% good or bad. I think it's really funny that that's the, <laughs> that's the lesson. But um, on this topic of diets, and then we'll get into exercise, which is a whole other thing. Um, oh, yeah. I've, I've heard in the in the health and fitness community that, you know, some people are paleo based or diet blank based. Right. And, and, you know, and plant based. Yeah. And, um, and I kind of like that idea of paleo based. So the paleo diet, just to recap, is grain free, dairy free, resha- uh, refined sugar free, no potatoes, no highly processed foods and all this stuff. And so what a paleo-based person might do is say, oh, I'm going to avoid dairy, but if I have it, it's fine. But usually I don't. Or, or okay, so I don't typically eat refined sugars on a daily basis, but going back to the cake example, if I'm going to a birthday party, I'm going to have it. And there's sort of this leniency when it comes to being on a diet that's sustainable is you need some wiggle room. You can't say no, 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 no. That's something that I kind of like about the Mediterranean diet is there's sort of a red light, green light, yellow light thing, which again, not a huge fan of the red light or green light being like you can eat all of that and you can't eat any of that. But the whole yellow light thing is you can eat red meat rarely. And you can eat poultry, eggs, and dairy in moderation. And it sort of gives this wiggle room where it's like, if you mess up, you mess up. Or if you, if you like, go away from the diet for a day, it's fine. It's a yellow light. You learn from it. Or, yeah. you, or you just, whatever, go on with your green light foods, whatever it is. And so I think that that's um, really important and definitely a message that's carrying through with all of these. So why don't we talk about exercise? We talked about, we went over the four types um, during the intro. We talked about endurance, strength, balance, and flexibility. And so the ones that we went over were cardio, weight training, walking, running, and uh, sports, which was our favorite. So Arielle, you want to kick us off? Are any of these good or bad? Which one's your favorite of these things? What do you do most regularly? Well, I would say my favorite is sports. We mm-hmm. broke that down. I think both of our, we can say both of our favorites yeah. is sports. Sports are, you know, awesome. We'll get into that in just a second. Um, all types of exercise, in my opinion, are good. I don't think you can have... There's so many positive effects of exercise that, you know, it's awesome. Everyone should exercise. Everyone needs, you know, there's different types and there's, you know, different types of exercises for different people not exactly. everyone can different do goals everything too yeah of course everyone has different goals um and different abilities but exercise is great it's not only good for you physically it's great for you mentally it's great for your medical health i mean there's so many benefits it's amazing everyone should exercise i love it that's kind of my take on exercise yeah. um I would say the one I do most regularly now would be more of 
um, an aerobic exercise, which is more mm-hmm. cardio. I do a lot of cardio, and I honestly do weight training as well. I kind of you do, dabble in honestly, the in the weights. Yeah, and I do do I do endurance. I mean, I kind of do everything. Mm-hmm. I I kind of like a little mix. I don't like to just be boring. I like yeah. to mix it up a little, season it up. Yeah. You know how it is. That's yeah. That's what I like um, to do to yeah. to keep me motivated. Is like if I'm if I'm going for a run every single day, I'm gonna get burnt out after a couple weeks. Boring. <laughs> so so something that I like to do is I like to you know if on Monday, I um I did some resistance, some weight training, then maybe on Tuesday I do some jump rope or I go for a walk. You know I just like to switch it up. For me, walks are my favorite. And it's not the most intense, and uh, I'm not sweating after a walk, but it's just so nice to clear your mind. Running is also so great for that. Um, yeah. And my favorite has to be team sports because oh yeah, it just nothing. Beats. You get you get everything in it. I feel like you get strength training. You're you're working on balance, flexibility. It's aerobic activity. You know, especially something like soccer and basketball, you get literally all the four t- different types of exercise, and you're doing it with other people, and it's just so much more motivating. Um, oh yeah! If I could do any of these for the rest of my life, I would. And I actually, my volleyball coach, who is you know, she's older, she's an older person, and um, she's on a volleyball team. As as no like way. as an adult, she she has a volleyball team. I don't know with COVID now, but um, she plays games on the weekends, just as if she Are was like serious? a sixteen year old. Yeah, it's really really that's cool. Awesome. I feel like that's gonna be me when I'm like in my <laughs> like forties and fifties or something, and I'm gonna be playing volleyball. I honestly, I love that. I love seeing like older people, mm. um, or like adults. Yeah non-professionals just the average person amateur in like a league like in a basketball league in a volleyball league it's so cool because it's like wow it's like it's so awesome i want to do that too like it doesn't need to be like professional like um, nba WNBA, like not anything like that but just like a fun little league with your friends like playing having a good time like games at night it's awesome Mm -hmm. also my 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 ex assistant volleyball coach she plays um flag football with her friends like really and and they're like in their like 30s or something and and they just play with their friends it's so fun keeps you active keeps you social like sounds really fun. fun yeah it is it is and it's honestly it's really unfortunate um you know, what's been going on with COVID and how we're not yeah. able to do these same things. And I know now they're, they're trying to bring it back and, you know, with strict guidelines, of course, um, hopefully we'll be able to kind of get back into yeah. that, you know, soon because there's so many benefits and it's so fun is being yeah. with friends, exercising, you know, getting all your stress out, you know, yeah. really having a fun time, laughing. I mean, think about how many memories you oh have gosh. from games. I have from, so many. Um, from practices. And not even that, but you build such strong connections. Just going to the games, mm-hmm. on your way, on the bus, your warm-ups. Yeah. 
all these things you build so many memories and just thinking back on it now I'm like wow I really really miss it yeah and I didn't think I would miss it as much because I'm like yeah it's just I mean I love it but it's sports it's like I can always work out on my own or like you know go to the gym but now just talking about it I'm like wow Mm -hmm. I need sports like I yeah there's like a a missing piece exactly that's what it is it's it's awesome I used to bring a speaker with me to all of my basketball games and stuff and um (laughs) I would like on the bus ride to wherever we were going I would just like play random music some throwback victorious music like everything I was just gonna say I was just gonna say in the locker rooms I mean in my memories when I see like a year ago today and things like that I'm like, wow. And it was always your red speaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You or white, red or white, one of red, those. Red. You brought the, yeah, red. In the in the locker room, we would be jumping around. It would just be all the girls. And it would be, be so, so good. excited for our game. Exactly. Cause it, it would be so Exactly. Fun. Like right before a game or practice, we get hyped up. I mean, honestly, volleyball practice, basketball, whatever it was, it was always my favorite part of the day. I loved sort of debriefing at the end of the day and just going and like playing some sports with your friends. You get a workout and it was so good for my mental health, <laughs> like everything of about course. it. Of course. On the point of mental health, you do you get a little therapy session in there as well. I mean, you can find in your teammates. You're like, what do yeah. I do? Sometimes the coach can help you I out. Mean, yeah. I mean, like, exactly. it's a, you really get the whole package and just in like – two hours of practice or a couple hours of the game and it's so fun you get that competition you get that little laugh wow wow now now I really miss basketball I really miss it I mean you can go back it's the season I miss my coach honestly yeah yeah honestly I don't know I think it's feels so good in high school to be on a team and to have people that are like counting on you whether it's like band or like sports like who cares just to have that connection with people um and to like it feels so good to have your position and it's your skill like if you're point guard like you're the one that that runs it that runs the plays that tells people where to go for me I'm setter I I'm I'm the second touch on the ball in every single play. I'm the one that's dictating which hitter hits the ball. It's so fun. It feels so good to have yeah, that responsibility. Yeah, you have your own role. And you have, exactly, you have your own responsibility, your own role. People are counting on you. You're able to yeah. deliver. I mean, it's awesome. It's it's so fun. And each position holds its own, you know, holds its own merit. Yeah. And you're able to kind of live up to that. So, yeah, for me, it's point guard for you, et cetera, for, mm-hmm. you know, who, everyone who feels their own position and that's what's so great about it is you can't do it alone. You need the setter to win and to score and to sp- the hitter can't hit it without the setter. Exactly. And the point, uh, the shooting guard can't you know hit that three without the g- great pass from the point guard. Or you know it's it's such a collective effort and it's like it's so awesome because like you feel like you put it, you kind of um, what's the word. You you are you contributed, right. you know, and it, it does when when you get older and you're like very involved in sports and you kind of understand the concept of you know it doesn't need to be me that's scoring the point for me to contribute to the win or to the play or to whatever exactly and it doesn't need to be you know you spiking it and making the point you know for for it to count as you did something 
you, everyone yeah. everyone contributes and you know that's that's the beauty of the team sport exactly and on that point we're going to transition into mental health because sports teaches you time management it teaches you gives you motivation and like you said that contribution gives makes you accountable for your position for showing up on time for having some spirit and um to transition, it's interesting because a lot of people that struggle with mental illness um, struggle with a lack of like motivation. And mm-hmm. it, some, you know, therapists or whoever like gives advice, try getting a dog. And and it sort of forces you <laughs> up to get it forces you to get up in the morning and and go for a walk. You know, it sort of gives you this obligation that if you're not going to do anything that day, at least you have someone or a dog to tend to. <laughs> and I sort of yeah. like that thing with sports where it's like, for me, like school is like not the most fun thing in the entire world. But mm-hmm. at least at the end of the day, I have something to tend to and I have something to enjoy. And that's what sports is. Exactly. And so I think it's so beneficial for mental health, especially considering people in high school, middle school, whatever it is, it's a really tough time for a lot of people mentally. So I think it's really beneficial. So on that note, why don't we get into the different mental health treatments that we talked about? We talked about CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, talks a lot about um, thoughts and your thought patterns. And then we got into DBT, which is dialectical behavioral therapy, um, which is a type of therapy that focuses on like emotion regulation and mindfulness and Mm -hmm. acceptance. There's a lot of tools that therapists work in in DBT. And then also um, we talked about medication. We talked about self-help tools. Um, things like things like journaling, mindfulness, meditation. Um, so yeah, why don't we quickly get into that? Good or I bad? Wanna, I want to quickly add something. Okay. Um, the self help tools. Yeah. We didn't add this in, but after our just previous conversation, honestly, exercise can be considered a self help tool. Yeah. I mean, we didn't, I don't think we included it in the episode. So smart. But it's such a good tool. I mean, releases endorphins. You get your heart rate up. You're completely focused on your clarity that you're doing, mental exercise. And you get complete mental clarity. You're you're not focused on your stress, your anxiety, or whatever, your negative thoughts, because you're so focused on your exercise. And you have just such a good feeling after that it's such a good tool for um you know for self-help because there's so many benefits and you feel so great after i mean for me i know i do this all the time when i'm not feeling great and even if i don't want to you know to do a very big exercise i'll go on a walk Mm -hmm. or i'll go do something small but at least i'll get my body moving some type of exercise because instantly you get that release and you just feel so good. And yeah. it's such an important thing. I mean, I know we're moved on to mental health. And we kind of <laughs> jumped back to exercise. But, I mean, for me personally, that's definitely one of the top things for yeah. self-help. I 100% agree. And 
it this is also like a part of like self-care really which is an, oh, Im- yeah. an imperative part of therapy is learning how to work in parts of your day that you're tending to yourself and and for me something that i've learned recently is how important how important sleep is now everybody says sleep is important but i didn't really realize until i started getting over 8 hours of sleep a night and i just my mental clarity really i just felt better i felt energized and i think it's so important to sleep and being able to wind down at the end of the night like read a book which is like something i would never do yeah. but but i just <laughs> sort of started to prioritize my mental health in many ways and I and one of them being journaling one of them being um sleeping um and exercise is something I've always incorporated I think all of these are so good and I think with all of this mental health stuff whether it's CBT DBT medication any sort of anything that's going to make you feel better that's not harmful you should do that's what's good um Agreed. I, I mean, Agreed. as you guys heard in the therapy or in the mental health episode, I'm a huge fan of therapy. Um, and also a lot of therapists do both CBT and DBT. Um, so it's not like you're always choosing one because, um, you know, thoughts and emotions go hand in hand. Emotions turn to thoughts, which turn into beliefs, which turn into behaviors. And so... I think if, you know, you're worried about any of that stuff, you go to therapy, you figure it out, you learn about the root of your problems, and you, uh, you learn to be a more effective parent or daughter or friend or whatever it is, or student, and uh, you become the person you want to be. Agreed. Could not agree more. So... Now that we've talked about, so CBT and DBT, they're kind of like the natural remedies to mental health. So why don't we talk about the natural remedies, the natural treatments to medical health? We talked about chiropractic treatment, physical therapy, acupuncture, and uh, supplements, and orthopedic equipment. Do you remember what orthosis means? I don't. Okay. Putting me on the spot here. I know. I'm sorry. Orthosis devices are... That was just a little trivia. Orthopedic devices, no? Yeah, but uh, we got to get a little more scientific here, okay? This is a a medical health, all that kind of stuff podcast. We can't, you know, this is not for kindergarten. No slacking. No slacking. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So orthosis devices are rigid or semi-rigid devices that are used to support a weak or deformed body part often done by you know restricting or completely eliminating motion um obviously this is a great thing to do if you if you have a sprained or fractured anything you need that restriction um we talked a little bit about supplements and how yeah they're not fda approved um because the fda is not authorized to review these supplements and therefore there are many risks um, you know, it could be, it could be unsafe. It could be harmful to combine supplements, use them with random or with other medicine. Um, mm-hmm. you could take too much. Right. Whereas interestingly enough, um, acupuncture, you know, there's not as much research on it. Some research 
points to yes, it's beneficial. Some says no, but there's not too much um, negative side effects. Mm-hmm. There's no harm. Exactly. Or too much harm in trying, you know, and that's the great thing about all of these things is that, I mean, of course, if you have physical therapy or chiropractic treatment that's performed incorrectly, then of yeah. course that could lead right. to other, you know, injuries or, you know, pain things along those lines but assuming all is well and and, you know done properly there's no really negative effects um you're not taking a huge risk on your body or you know things along those lines Mm -hmm. the interesting thing with the supplements is you're right and it's not to say that all supplements are good or all supplements are bad and you shouldn't take supplements and you shouldn't take vitamins that's not what we're saying but we're just saying that it's an interesting point to kind of see they're not regulated by the fda so so look how into do you it really know right how do you really know yeah i should take two of these every day well how do you know right. that that's good for your body check in with what your if doctor you need more yeah. what if you need less check in with your doctor kind of look into it do your own research take that kind of extra step to well listen when you're putting something in your body you should really know what you're putting in your body mm-hmm. You know, you should really know how will this affect me? How will this affect my body, bodily functions? You know, how will this affect how I feel? All these things. It's not just, yeah, let me just swallow this pill. That's it. It's good for me to vitamins. You know, all, all's good. You know, I know there are some people that, you know, when they have too much magnesium, for example, they get a headache. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just one little thing. But, you know, your body has different effects, you know, and different symptoms when taken you know, different things. It's just important to always yeah. do the research at the end of the day. I mean, really check in and see, check in, do the research yourself. And if you're not sure, check in with your doctor and just double check and make sure what you're doing is, is good and it's safe and it's healthy and it's the right thing for you. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's the most, that's the most important. Yeah. When you said uh, how magnesium can cause headaches or excess magnesium, it reminded me of, you know, I've struggled with chronic headaches and stuff and and I've been to physical therapy that's another great one that doesn't you can't really have negative side effects if you're going to a licensed physical therapist um mm-hmm. hopefully they're they're doing their treatment right but like right. like it, they might give you some exercises you go once a week you do some stretches you know whatever it is and it, it can be so helpful and th- and that's a great alternative to you know, medicine or something that's not um, natural. Uh, it's a really great thing to do. And um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that goes for all of this. And so I think we learned a lot throughout the season. And although, as I said, it's called good or bad, it's really about your assessment of things and maybe things are not just green or red they could be yellow they could be somewhere in the middle you know everything health related you just got to check in with your doctor see what's good for you and and make sure it like fits in with your life and it's something you you want to do that's helping you and not harming you definitely definitely i agree thank you so much everyone for tuning in to the closing episode of season five. We're super excited. We're, we really hope you enjoyed. We really hope you learned a lot from this season. Like Lauren said, 
ironically good or bad but you know there is that yellow there is that moderation so keep that in mind you know at the end of the day we hope you learn something hope you enjoy and you learn a little more about yourself and kind of your next steps in life so on that point we'll see you on the next one see ya